Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm talking about our 1-0 win at home in the Europa League against Ammonia. So the reverse fixture, because yes we did play them last week, but that was the away game, the 3-2. Um, you know what, sometimes football is just about getting over the line. Um, I was seeing a lot of tweets tonight about like oh this is really embarrassing I wouldn't label this performance as embarrassing sometimes you just can't finish your chances and sometimes um, a goalkeeper has a blinder I suppose but um, but no, I wouldn't I wouldn't label this performance as it is embarrassing there's loads of other performances um, I would put above this as, as as specifically embarrassing. I wasn't embarrassed watching this game. It was just really unlucky. Um, I mean, we had chance after chance after chance after chance. But you just looked like... You kept looking at the clock, right? 60 minutes, 70, 80, 90. Because what, what do we score in the 90th something minute? And you just you just looked at that game the whole time. From second one to minute 90. If we can just get one over the line, we'll we'll beat them. Because although Ammonia made us worried a few times, like a, a few times that they hit us on the break, and they could, they could have scored at one point, couldn't they? If that player had just squared the ball. But um, no, I wasn't watching this game and thinking this is embarrassingly bad. We were trying over and over and over again. And if I can see that May United are at least trying in games, I don't really consider that embarrassing. What I, a fixture I would consider much more embarrassing is if you go back to was it March, April ish of this year, when we got beaten five nil by Liverpool, or it was four nil. I think it was the one at Old Trafford, and the players were walking around the pitch. That's embarrassing because that means your team isn't it simply isn't trying. Um, so no, I, I genuinely I generally sort of disagree with that sentiment. I just thought it was very, very unlucky. I thought the goalkeeper had an absolute blinder apart from, you know, obviously shot at the end. Um, now, there is only one goal to talk about and to break down. There's the substitutions to talk about and the player ratings to do. But in terms of other stuff, there isn't really, like, loads of goals to break down. Um, our actual performance tonight, um, in terms of passing and build-up play and confidence, chance creation, I thought we were excellent. I really, really did. It was just that final third of like, oh, another chance. Oh, another chance. And like, oh, players slightly missed the ball. Players not quite passed it in the right place. Our build-up play was excellent in this game. Um, it was just that final third decision-making where players were kind of getting in the way of each other a little bit. I noticed that with Bruno and Ronaldo. And certain decisions not being made correctly or the goalkeeper making really good saves. Or us just, you know, get, getting shots blocked. Um, that's just bad luck, really. But um, again, it's it's so good that I can sit here and look at this scoreline and just that, that one goal over the line. I mean, I said before, you don't need to score more than one goal to win a game of football. You just need one goal. In fact, when it comes to the knockout rounds of the um, of Europe, when you have two legs, you don't even need to score in every single leg, do you? Because you can win one nil in the first leg or in the second leg. And not even score in the other leg. Because you can still go through 1-0. So you only need one goal to win a game of football. And you could tell this was going to be that game of like. Can we get that? Oh, can we get over the line? Can we sort of just nick that one goal? 
Now, is it embarrassing that we have to do that against Ammonia? You could consider that, but our actual performance, I would say we were really, really good. I was really impressed by the control, the retention of ball, the, the, of the ball. The work rate was really good today. It fell off a little bit in the second half, and then we sort of gained it back. But, um, no, I think the players worked really hard. I thought they passed really, really well for the most part. Um, I think the work rate to get the ball back, the work rate to sort of make a few runs here and there, make some passes, I, I thought was genuinely really good. Was it like the best football I've ever seen? No. Um, but I was happy with it, and, and that's, that's the least I can ask for. I, I can at least look at this game and say we tried and we played well. That, that's something I, I'm taking as a positive. Um, and like the, 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 way, the way as well some of these players, like they'd almost lose the ball and they'd work to get it back or work to regain control... Because one thing we've kind of lacked over the last couple of years, again, it's different now with Ten Hag, is controlling games or sort of um, keeping that focus in games, you know. Um, but I thought we were really good with that today. Again, like, should I be praising that against Ammonia? Not specifically, because, yes, I, I understand the idea of, like, oh, this team from Cyprus, like, who are they? That doesn't mean that they're going to automatically be bad. Um... I thought that defensively, I thought Ammonia put in put in a good shift. Um, so yeah, credit to Ammonia for obviously we won't be playing them again. Um, but I I thought they did all right defensively, and they they tried to sort of hit us on the break. Um, but it was good to see Man United trying to do more pressure in the final third as opposed to counter attacking football. Um, defensively, I thought we were really good as well. There's a few mistakes here and there, but I, but again, that recovery and that control, I thought was really good. Like a player would lose the ball and immediately be like running and trying to get it back, and that, that's what you can ask for. If a player sort of loses the ball and starts shrugging and walking around, that's when that lack of work rate is there, and that gets really frustrating. But no, I, I thought I thought a lot of hard work was uh, put into this game. Uh, we just should have got more goals over the line, but again. Didn't need to. We only needed to win this game 1-0. Would it have been better to win this 3 or 4-0? Sure, because it would have been better and more interesting and more entertaining. But we only needed to win 1-0. Um, and it was just about getting the ball over the line in the end. So, as my sort of general review of the game, I was very happy with the performance. Um, chance creation, there's there's some things to talk about with our chance creation. Because what I've basically been talking about there is just our, our possession and our general football um, the chance creation side needs some work because that's where we sort of fell down in this game, um, and where like wrong decisions were made or players weren't quite in communication with each other. We've got to sort of sort that out. Um, so we'll see. Um, but no, I I thought this was a great game. Um, I'm just I'm confused about the comments tonight. Of like, oh, this is embarrassing. Like it was a hard working, good possession based performance to me. Like, did I did I miss something? Um, is there something that I'm not seeing? Um, let me know. If if you thought this performance was embarrassing, tell me tell me why that is. Is it because we didn't beat them by more than one goal? I don't consider that specifically embarrassing. Um, it's just we had loads of chances and their goalkeeper was really good. There's only so much you can do about that. But what you can do is keep shooting and keep making chances. So what more can you do? What more can you do? But credit to their goalkeeper. He was really, really quite good. His name was, um, how do you say this person's name? Uzoho? U-Z-O-H-O. I'm not sure the specific pronunciation of that. Uh, Alright, let's get into the summary. Uh, no, nothing in the first half. No subs, bookings, goals or anything. 
Um, so there's that. Uh, Substitution is our first event. Uh, 60 minutes in. Sancho on for Anthony. Makes some sense. Um, I think I would have taken Ronaldo off at some point in this game. And done a bit more of a fluid front three. Because th th this started to turn into a game that... Because our goal technically was a poacher type scored goal. But that wasn't the way our chances started getting set up. Because the, the way we stopped scoring in this goal was whipping the ball into the box. Which is where you have your poacher Ronaldo type, you know, target man player. Um, I would have possibly put Rashford up front. Taken Ronaldo off for Sancho and kept Anthony on. Just so you got a bit more of that flair creativity type of thing. Th this game would have been great for Martial. Um, but the alternative to that is to kind of play Rashford up front. And then use your other two wingers who are Sancho and Anthony. So, um, But I, I'm finding a really interesting, like personally interesting thing with Ten Hag. Which is, there's a few substitutions now and again where I'm like, okay, I don't really get why you did that, maybe. Um, but it was fine. There's, because like, when we get to a certain like 60th minute roughly, I've got substitutions in my head that I'm thinking, okay, take this player off, bring this player on, shuffle this around this way. And me and Ten Hag aren't going to be thinking the exact same thing, obviously. But even in situations, even in situations where he's made different choices to what I have, they've either been just okay or sort of like, oh, I wouldn't have done that specific thing, but I can see why you did. But which I, which I'm fine with. At the end of the day, as long as he, as long as he doesn't make any horrific substitutions and it causes us to lose, I'm not going to uh, be too like annoyed about it. Um. But if, if he makes substitutions that I wouldn't have necessarily made, like maybe this one, or of taking Anthony off, um, it still worked out in the end, so I'm not mad about it. But um, uh, it's it's an interesting analysis point, is what I'm trying to say. Because um, not, not, I don't expect every single substitution to be the same as what the one I'd expect to be, because I'm not the manager. So, uh, but yeah, Anthony on for Sancho. I thought Anthony was having a good game. Um, maybe it's just a tactical thing. I, I, I don't know what it was. But uh, I want to go back to a point I do keep bringing up over the last couple of weeks because it's been a bit more of a poignant sort of point. Is um, I've said multiple times, it doesn't matter who, who the player is. There's nothing wrong with putting good players on the bench. Because if you're in a situation with the game like this one where you're thinking, who can we bring on to, to, to create that spark to get that goal? Nil-nil at that point. And you want good players to be on your bench, which is why I've got no issue with like bringing Martial off the bench, bringing Rashford off the bench, bringing Bruno off the bench, bringing Sancho off the bench. And this was one of them ones where I saw Sancho was about to be brought on. I was like, okay, cool, bring bringing Sancho off the bench. That's that's good. He's a good player. You want to be. You don't want to just stick your reserves on the bench because then when you need a player to make a spark to change something. You want to have good options, and there's nothing wrong with putting Sancho on the bench. It doesn't mean he's dropped. It means he's rotated. Um, but he got brought on anyway and kind of had a really big part in creating the goal which we will talk about in a bit so it worked out in the end so, so again I disagree with taking Anthony off but Sancho being brought on I like the Sancho was brought on and it led to basically led to the goal I know he didn't score it but he was played a big part in it so I'm happy with that overall uh, Shaw on for Malasia I mean I'm not I'm not expecting Shaw to be brought on for Ronaldo or something or you know, Rashford, uh, it's a like-for-like -like thing, um, Malassi was doing some strange things in this game, where he was like, I don't know if it's, he's being told to do it, or he's d decided to do it, but like, this shift into kind of midfield, almost, I thought Malassi was doing okay, 
Um, we'll get into him in the player ratings. But um, no, sure, coming on for Malasia, cool, makes 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 sense. And again, it wasn't detrimental to the team, so I'm fine with that. Then they made a couple of substitutions. Um, then Eriksson on for Fred. I thought Fred started off this game really quite well and then started to just drift and like do some of his old mistakes. Uh, this is almost the reverse of what we've had before uh, or in recent weeks because what I've mentioned before in recent weeks is Fred was being brought on for those late midfield legs to get stuck in. And you can see in this game, like t- Fred's tenacity is his best feature. Getting stuck in, causing problems and tackling people. Not necessarily always keeping the ball and passing it in the right place, but he, he, he'll get he'll get stuck in and he'll break up the play. So doing this in the opposite way around was an interesting experiment to see. Because um, I, I saw the team sheet and I was like, oh, Fred's starting, we'll, we'll see what he can do if he starts. Um, and the, the other difference with that is something that needs to be brought up as well. We've all got very frustrated over the last last uh, three years or so, let's say. I was like, oh, Fred and McTominay in the midfield again. Right, and we'd started to clearly see why that didn't work. I don't think Ten Hag has once, apart from maybe the earlier games before we got Casemiro, I think. Um, but in, in like recent weeks, it he hasn't been starting Fred and McTominay. He's been using Casemiro a bit more, or Eriksson's been playing with like a Casemiro or a McTominay or a Fred. It's been one or the other, and I think it's worked out a lot better. Um, I still don't think in the long term McTominay or Fred are good enough for the, for the club. I th- I think Fred's found his kind of role, but long term I don't know what, what what that looks like. But they're not being used together in the way they used to be. It, it, that's very clearly changed. And if there's two things that Tenag you've got to praise Tenag for is he's he broke up the McFred thing, right? And yes, he's still playing Lindelof. Obviously, um, Varane is injured. Maguire, I know Maguire's injured as well, but he did drop Maguire. He, so he dropped Maguire and he split up McFred. And that has made a clear, clear change. But, I, I mean, any, anybody with sense would have gone in there and done that. Um, it did take a little bit of time. Like, I think we were starting a few games with McFred, but then we, you know, 4-0 Brentford and all this kind of stuff. Um, but, no, they, they, he's broken them up and just used them in different ways. How that will work long term, I don't know. But I don't mind. I don't mind the role that Fred is playing. I'm. Just, I'm not quite sure. Apart from scoring the old goal, I'm not sure where McTominay fits into this team. I still like. If you look at big picture, long term, do they get into Liverpool's team? No. Do they get into Man City's team? No. Do they get into Chelsea's team? No. Do they get into Barcelona's team? No. Real Madrid? No. Tottenham? No. Um, they probably don't. They still don't get into any of those big teams. But they're not being used together, which is where the where the catastrophe used to happen. Um, and credit to Ten Hag for, for doing that, for realising that and doing that. So, it's good. Um, but it was interesting to see, like, um, you, you take off your tenacious player for more of a creative one when you need a goal. So, this was an interesting reverse of that, and I think it worked out as well. Uh, then last sub, McTominay on for Casemiro. Turned out to be a super sub. Um, you have a like-for-like like sort of thing here, again, similar with Shaw and uh, Malasia, which is position for position. It could be that fresh late midfield legs type thing and hey McTominay went on and scored so you can't be mad about that um so yeah uh, there's a few other little incidents for me to talk about as well um there was a foul I can't remember which player committed the foul but one of the players fouled um because there was, there was an incident with a handball potential handball and then an incident with um Casemiro was fouled by somebody I can't remember the player's name 
Um, I think it was later-ish in the second half. Um, I don't think the handball was a handball. It wasn't given as one. Because you clearly saw... Was it both players? At least the player that the ball hit. Okay, he lent into the ball a bit with the with the handball. But he did have his arm behind his back. Like, what more do you want him to do? So, I mean, if we had gotten given a handball there and a penalty and we'd have scored it, would have taken it, obviously. But I don't think... Just because I'm a Man United fan doesn't mean I think every decision that goes their way should, should be that way. Uh, so I think the referee got that one right. I don't think that was really a handball. It, it was close, but he's got his arm behind his back. Like, what more do you want him to do? So, um, yeah. And then the other one, I th- I think the foul on Casemiro should have been a red. Um, you can't. You, you can jump like that because if you if you want to cover some more distance, I suppose. I mean, I've not really done much slide tackling in my in my life, so I'm not sure the best way to do it. You just don't have your studs up. That's that's the rule, isn't it? You just don't have your studs up. You've got to do the toe poke thing, from what I understand. Um, and he kind of jumps on Casemiro with his studs up, both of his studs up. Um, so I think that was a red card. It didn't change much in the end. We still won the game, so it it it's fine, I suppose. Um, but no, it was, a, it was a pretty reckless tackle. I think that one should have been a red card. But I agree with the ref that didn't give the uh, penalty for the handball. So a um, bit of interesting balance there. I would say. Uh, and that was it for our subs. Um, and then McTominay scored a goal. So we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, again, just ball into the box over and over and over again. You know, make, making chances. We finally get the clear cut. Well, not, we, we get the break, really. Um, credit to McTominay for scoring the goal. Could have easily lost the ball. Tried to pass it somewhere. Missed. Goalkeeper could have saved it. He could have slipped over. A number of things could have happened, right? Um... He composes himself just enough to get to get a clear shot off to score a goal. So credit to McTominay for doing that. This goal is made by Sancho though. So again, credit to McTominay. The ball does get passed to him. He does do a good shot and manages to get that poacher's goal. Um, so credit to him. But this goal is created by Sancho. The ball's played down the left-hand side. And this is really where Sancho is at his best. I know he struggled a little bit on occasion with this. But when he gets hit right, he makes it look really, really good. I mean, if you look at his goal against Liverpool, for example. That composure, that sort of like, I'm going to stop, go, stop, go, turn. And, and either, either like pass the ball or shoot. He's really, really good at doing that. Um, and there's a, there's a few occasions where like he crossed it a bit earlier. and might have got blocked and we wouldn't have scored. So again, with this goal, the whole notion of it is like somebody passes the ball to Sancho at the right time. Sancho turns and stops at the right time. Puts in a pass, McTominay shoots at the right time. Because if he'd taken a second earlier or a second later, or it's fine margins. And you saw that with the amount of chances that we didn't score. About how fine margins all this stuff is. Um, I mean, you know, if someone's foot slightly sticking out and the ball gets deflected, the ball goes in a different direction and you might not score. So it's it's really, really is millimetres in it, really. Um, so, yeah, uh, well, well done from both of them. Really good composure and sort of focus from Sancho and then good uh, a good finish from McTominay. So credit to him for that. And that was the game. Last minute goal. Um it it is that last minute. It, it doesn't like I didn't stand up and start cheering and sort of like you know, running around or whatever. We hadn't. We the, 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 this isn't Ollie in ninety nine. You know when you, when you toe poke a last minute goal and you do like, you know the biggest thing Man United have ever done. 
which is, you know, you get a last-minute toe-poke goal for winning the treble. This isn't that, but this is that last-minute sort of, like, you get over the line, you just get that goal, last couple of minutes, and it's it's that relief. Instead of, like, big celebrations, it is that relief celebration of, like, thank God we got over the line and we, 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 we did it, because if you don't, you do feel that sense of deflation of like, ah, oh, we, we we drew, we could have got something, could have scored here and there or whatever. The other danger, obviously, would have been if Ammonia had gotten a late goal, that would have really been a sinking kind of thing. Because you've got to think as well, because there's us that, you know, sit and watch these games. There's the players as well that are involved in these games. And you have to, because I mentioned with um, the Everton game at the weekend and one point that I made which is how well we defended near the end of that game and got over the line and what that would do for the team's mentality because it, it gets you over the line it's not the preferable way to win football matches but it does get the job done if we'd have drawn this game or certainly if we'd have lost it that would have really hurt this team's mentality because it would have been like wow we've we've put so many shots in and everything else um, I actually want to look at the stats before we get into the player ratings because there's I, I don't usually do this but these are sort of like interesting uh, for some very interesting stats this week. Um, it would have been sort of like we've put in all that effort and got nothing out of it. So um, good on you, Sancho and McTominay, for making the goal and for scoring it. Because you, you certainly sense some relief through this team. So good stuff. Um, let's just read out some stats. I don't usually do this, but these are very interesting. Uh, ball possession, 70% to us. Um, goal attempts, so, so obviously 70-30. Um, goal attempts, 33. I'm going to read our stat out first and then their stat. So just to let you know how I'm doing this. So 70-30. Uh, goal attempts, 33-4. to four. Shots on target, 12-1. to one. Shots off goal, so missed, 12-2. Uh, to two. Blocked shots, 9-1. to one. Free kicks, 8-8. to eight. I don't remember them actually getting 8 free kicks, which is which is interesting. Uh, corner kicks 13 to 1, offsides 1 to none. I don't actually remember the offside, but anyway. Throw ins 28 to 8, goalkeeper saves 1 to 11, fouls 8 to 8, yellow card 0 to 3. Total passes 766 to 216, completed passes 678 to 142, tackles 7 to 12, attacks 194 to 37, and dangerous attacks 98 to 13. So, if you want to talk about, like, are those stats embarrassing? I don't think they're embarrassing. I think that shows a lot of effort. Um, you don't do all those things without a lot of effort, and certainly without controlling the game. Um, so, yeah. Um, good work from the team. Anyway, um, let's take a quick little break. We'll come back, and then we'll get into the player ratings. I do have a man of the match ready. Um, so, we'll get straight into that in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K-U-K to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk e-t-a-l-k-u-k you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging 
to the items themselves, even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very, very first class, very professional, so no questions about Manscaped's quality. Thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast, and thank you very much for listening. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support Entertainment Talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, let's kick on into the player ratings. Um, my man of the match for today, I'm going to pick Rashford. Again, um, I was going to maybe go with Fred at one point, but he did sort of fall off at some point. Um, but we will talk about all these players individually. Rashford, I'm going to give him a 9. He did have a bit of a fall off towards the end of the game. But seeing him at the start, it, it's so nice to see a confident Rashford playing. Especially after everything um, that happened to him you know, in, in the last couple of years with the injury and with everything else. Um, but seeing that determination and speed and the ball control and him trying to get shots off, it's really, really nice to see. I just really like to see that from Rashford. So I'm going to give him the man of the match, 9 out of 10. Uh, let's go all the way back to De Gea. Um, thought De Gea had a really good game. He came out for the ball at one point. He started to do that a few more times. Um, made a couple of good saves as well. Um, so... I'm going to give him an 8. I think some of his rushing out of goal has worked out, has gotten better. And his playing out from the back, um, so his passing to, to the centre-backs has gotten better as well. So I'll give him an 8. Um, the low I thought was quite good. Um, I would maybe give him like an 8, I think, as well. Um, almost a 9. He's defensively still got a few question marks over him. But um, I thought his link-up play with Anthony was a bit better today. Um, not like perfect or anything, but a bit better. So I'd probably give him a nine. Lindelof um, almost got outpaced for that goal. Could have scored, and that wouldn't have been entirely Lindelof's fault, but he would have been one of the culprits, I suppose you could say. Um, I'm gonna give him. I'll give him a seven. I'll give him a seven. Six feel he, he he did 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 do some good, um, decent build up play. So I'll I'll give him a seven, just above average. I think is fair. 
Martinez was all over the place uh, in a good way. Not like all over the place in terms of like falling over, but Mark, he was everywhere is, is what I mean. Um, he, he would just sort of pop up out of nowhere and just make a tackle and uh, pass the ball on. So I'm going to give him a nine. Um, contender for man of the match, but I, I thought he was amazing again. Malasia uh, didn't play all of the game. Um, I thought he was all right. I'd probably give him an average six. I don't know what Ten Hag's plans are for him and Shaw, but hey, if it's competition... And it makes them both play better than that's good. Um, I'd probably give him a 6. I thought, I thought it was okay. I, I thought it was alright. Uh, Casemiro. I thought Casemiro was really, really good today. Um, gave the ball away a couple of times. So I'd cut him down from a 9 to an 8. But I thought he was really, really good. Part of that midfield um, control and retention in midfield. So I thought he was really, really good. Fred. I would give him a 7, I think. Um, probably would have given him an 8 or a 9 if he'd have kept it up. I thought he started the game really, really well. Um, tenacious. Passing was better than it usually is with Fred. A couple of long passes as well, which is interesting. So, um, one of Fred's better games in the United shirt, but not in the last, um, portion of, of, of his game. So, um, I was going to say last 20 minutes, but he got subbed off in the 70th minute, so he actually wasn't on the pitch for the last 20 minutes. But his last sort of 5-10 minutes of the game um, sort of fell off a bit, so I'd give him a 7. Anthony, um, I'd give him a 9. I thought he was really good. Um, disappointing kind of to see him subbed off, but again, I'm not the manager of Ten Hag is, and it worked out alright in the end. Um, took a few more people on. I saw some good ball control from him, and he, he was trying to take a few more people on. Again, is that a confidence thing for him? What, what What's that like what's going on there um but no i thought he was pretty good um just unfortunately didn't get off a shot uh one of his one of his deadly left foot shots but no i thought anthony was quite good in this game bruno gets a zero um i don't know how many of you saw that coming incredibly wasteful um which is interesting because he didn't start the game off doing that but after the first because i i tried to like time stamp certain portions of the game I would say after the first 15-20 minutes, he just went back to his normal self. Um, I thought he started the game alright actually, and he was doing some decent build-up play. It almost felt like he kept getting in the way of Ronaldo as well. Like he kept, he's supposed to be the one on the edge of the box giving the ball to Ronaldo. And a lot of times if he wasn't the one doing that, he was in Ronaldo's pocket. And they almost kind of, because I mentioned like players getting in the way of each other. I almost feel like Ronaldo and Bruno just got in the way of each other a few times there's a bit of like miscommunication between them and that, that just we ended up sort of losing possession um but just incredibly incredibly wasteful from bruno um there, there was multiple points in this game and there was a shot that he had as well which just completely like fl- i don't know where the ball even went but um and mctominay did have a shot like that as well and you just have to wonder not just for Bruno, but for footballers in general. Why are you kicking the ball so hard? Why? <laughs> like, it's going so far over the bar that, like, it's because it, all you do then is just, and I get it, you know, you're not going to hit every shot on target, but goodness me, they're, they're just about missing the goal. And then there's, I know it's a cliche and a joke, but then there's doing the rugby shot, you know? Um, Just calm down. I don't know what is. I don't know if he's feeling pressure or, or what what it is. Um, but there was a few crosses where, like, he's really smacking that ball. And he's got to kind of remember. I mean, I don't know what they're like t- together in, in the Portuguese team at the moment. 
Ronaldo's not as quick as he used to be, and there was a few times where Bruno would cross the ball into Ronaldo, and it'd just be too far in front of of Ronaldo. And, like, Ronaldo's now in his career a target man. He's not a running behind. He, that's, that's what Rashford is for. If you want to kick a long ball down the pitch for somebody to run onto, that's what Rashford's for. That's not what, Ronaldo, you've got to play it into his feet or to his head. Or to his, you know, play it into him, whether it's his feet, head, chest, or whatever. You got to play the ball into him, not not two meters above his head, not two meters in front of him, not two meters behind him, because Ronaldo's not going to get there otherwise. And then you've just wasted possession. But I actually, I actually paid a bit closer attention to like his motion of kicking the ball. He's really, he, I don't know what like does he think the ball is really heavy or or something i'm i'm genuinely like trying to figure out bruno right now because i've given him some really low ratings over these last couple of weeks um which i think he's earned but he didn't do anything in this game um most of the time when he tried to provide service it was just not to the right areas when he had shots they would just go sky high so he really really needs to be dropped um i think or put on the bench rotated um so what what, why okay so let's address okay so why is ten hag not doing that um okay so you got so who have you you got you got casemiro you got fred mctominay ericsson because at the moment it's what casemiro bruno and ericsson that's kind of the starting midfield mctominay's been in and out of it a bit and fred's been in and out of it um so who's your who's your other options after that? And obviously you can't put like Casemiro or Fred where Bruno is that that ten role, because um, to me that should be rotated between Ericsson and Bruno. But sometimes they've played in the same games together where Casemiro's played next to them, so that that would be your three. You got Iqbal. Don't know what is he keeps making the bench, which which is good, which is good. It's not like he's been banished from the team. The other big player that is missing right now is Van der Beek. And he is injured, so maybe Ten Hag. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I don't have the answer. I'm trying to like analyze and figure it out. Why is Bruno not being dropped? Is it because? I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Fred, Casemiro, and Eriksson. Um. As a midfield three, like you play, just I think you need to play Eriksson where Bruno is. But then it's like, who is the other player? And I don't know. Like, does, does he trust that? As, as a three, um, or like, I don't really want to see McTominay and Casemiro. Um, I don't know because how it kind of worked in the first portion of this uh, of this game was Casim- Fred and Casemiro would do sort of the tackling. One of them would get the ball and then give it to either the other one or Bruno or one of the wingers, and we'd push forward. That's what I noticed anyway. And Fred happened to have been better in this game with passing. The problem is if you start Ericsson, Casemiro and Fred um, and Fred goes back to his bad self, then what do you do? Then then your next natural option is put Bruno in the midfield. But then again, like I said, you've got the big player missing which is Van der Beek. Because um, otherwise, would he do Ericsson, Van der Beek and Casemiro? I think that's actually our best midfield three. Um, in terms of like you know, which three I would select to be Ericsson, Casemiro, Van der Beek. But Van der Beek's not available. So next natural next natural natural first team player is Bruno. 
So does Ten Hag feel like he can't drop him? Like, can he trust? I'm not saying he can't trust Iqbal, but like, is that too much pressure to start Iqbal? Or because um, I think what you do, you give Bruno a game, like you've been doing, and then if he starts doing stupid stuff like he's doing, take him off, bring Iqbal on, and give give Iqbal a chance. Why he's not doing that? Um, maybe he didn't feel that this game was the right opportunity. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know all that. I don't go to the training. I don't work for the team, so I couldn't tell you. But that's that's just me speculating. So anyway, Bruno gets a zero because he was terrible. Uh, Rashford, as I said, I've already covered Rashford. Um, Ronaldo. Um, uh, what would I give Ronaldo in this game? Maybe like a four. He didn't really do anything, did he? Had a couple of chances which he maybe should have taken. This was sort of. I don't think Ronaldo fits into this team. I really don't. And yes, he scored against Everton, and that was good. Sometimes it just doesn't feel like Ronaldo's going to score. And remember, let's not forget, it isn't all about, like, you know, how good is he, or does he fit into the system, or whatever, and his form. He put in a transfer request. Ronaldo doesn't want to be playing... Europa League football. Ronaldo wants to be on the same stages as Benzema and Neymar and Lewandowski and Messi and all these other big, big players. Um, you know, he he wants to be on that same stage, which is the Champions League. We're in the Europa League. He doesn't want to be here. He did put in a transfer request. He did say we weren't like... So is that like playing a part in, in, in what's happened to him? I just don't know. I just don't know. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably give him a four. Um, don't think it was. Don't think it was very good. Um, right. Let's go to the substitutions. Is it substitutes rather? Uh, let me just tell you who was on the bench: Dubravka, Alanga, Eriksson, Garnacho, Heaton, Iqbal, McTominay, Palestri, Sancho, Short, Varane. Eriksson, I thought was good when he was brought on. Did some good chance creation. McTominay scored, so that's good. Sancho created the goal, which is great. And Luke Shaw was very good as well. Um, I don't think it's always really fair for me to give player ratings to subs. Because it just, I don't know, they play for like 40 minutes, maybe at the most. Um, so, that's my thoughts on that. Anyway, um, good stuff. Uh, good over line, which was good. Uh, next game is 2pm against Newcastle on Sunday. That'll be a very interesting game. Newcastle are doing very well, so uh, we, we welcome the challenge. We welcome the challenge, certainly. Um, so we'll see how all of that goes. It's just a shame that Martial was injured for this game. I know I've called for him to be sold in the past. But we just saw that spark in in the in the ammonia game and against Man City, and there's like something there to work with. But yeah, he just he got himself injured, didn't he? So because didn't he assist for he assisted one of the goals, yeah, and then um, and then was subbed through injury. So uh, very very unfortunate. But he he would fit that um, front three pretty well. Plus him and Rashford seem to really like playing together. Which is which is good. So, anyway, um, that's it for this episode. Thank you all very much for listening. If you want to send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, what do you think of the player ratings? Who was your man of the match, etc., etc. Who do what do you think should happen with the midfield conundrum? 
um, and all that type of stuff. If you think there is a midfield conundrum, maybe you thought Bruno had a good game. If you did, that's fine. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's contact page and information in your show notes. Also an email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org, TV, games, films, main nightly podcasts. Uh, take a look out for all of that. Podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk, TV, games, films, main nightly podcasts, EntertainmentTalk.org. Um, you know where to go for our podcast. If you want to support us in other ways, you can also, of course, tell people about what we're doing and where those people can find that content, either by just telling them or using social media to your liking, whatever you'd like to do with that. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers for the free podcast review options. Have a look at that as well if you'd like to, um, to support us on Patreon. Um, Geek Town Radio posts on Tuesdays. Have a look out for this week's episode from two days ago. Geektown.co.uk, that's for your TV and your film news. Um, so Geek Town Radio, Tuesdays, Geektown.co.uk, TV, film news, renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates, film news, all that type of stuff. Check out all of that. Twitch, Bex, eTalk, not eTalk UK. Bex is on uh, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, over on Twitch, Little Nightmares 2. I'm going to get back to watching her play that very soon as well. I was really, really enjoying that. Um... So there's that from Bex, uh, Retro Games, Trash Streams, Little Nightmares 2, all that type of stuff as well. So see what she's up to. Me, Twitch, eTalk UK, big stream next week. Um, Thursday next week, so not tonight, obviously it's gone past 8pm tonight. Um, next week, Thursday, my final session of playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Why, you might ask? Because the new game is coming out. So uh, I'm not quitting playing Call of Duty, I'm just simply moving from Modern Warfare 19 to Modern Warfare 2 so which is the next game um but there's all that uh you can if you miss any of the live streams there's some fifa career mode episodes there's a new episode from yesterday look out for that things didn't quite go so well but that's fine um but twitch etalk uk for my streams on those things and if you miss any of the streams game clips archives all that stuff entertainment talk plays over on youtube so all the fifa career mode episodes are on there uh, last of the streams game clips bunch of stuff entertainment talk plays over on youtube thanks for listening and should do some episodes maybe tomorrow or Saturday, depending on how things go. Look out for some more episodes. Um, but for the United cast, um, it's Sunday and then Wednesday, isn't it? I, I didn't actually know that we were playing next week, Wednesday. So we got, for, for those of you who don't know, um, Newcastle, 2 o'clock Sunday. And then Tottenham, quarter past 8. Why is it quarter past 8? I don't know. Um, quarter past 8, which is the Premier League against Tottenham. Um, so that's the next two games. I'll see you for all those. Cheers for listening. And I'll see you next time. Goodbye.